This is a presentation of Dawn Forge Productions. You're listening to All Things Azeroth, episode 689, Liz Consoled 2020. Today's sponsor is Audible. Get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash ATA Reads 2020. That's bit.ly slash ATA Reads 2020. Nearly 500,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. Today's show is also brought to you by ExpressVPN. Protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three months free at tryexpressvpn.com slash expressata2020. That's T-R-Y-E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash expressata2020 for three months free with a one-year package. Visit tryexpressvpn.com slash expressata2020 to learn more. Finally, we are sponsored by Funko, maker of the world's broadest selections of vinyl figures, from pops to dorbs, rise to mugs, and so much more. Check them out at bit.ly slash FunkoATA. Coming to you from the exotic land known as Canada, eh? You're listening to another episode of All Things Azeroth. Now we present your awesome hosts, the always stalwart and honorable Maedros, the commander of the fell and master of demons, Death. The non-vegan meat shield, my warrior brother, Toasty. And the high priestess of the Everlight, Owie. She ain't from Canada, but it'll work. It's the internet. Just go with it. They are bringing you your news from the world of Warcraft. This is All Things Azeroth. And welcome back to All Things Azeroth, your World of Warcraft podcast. I'm your host, Brothers. And with me, I have Toasty. Hey, Toasty. Hey, Medros. How you doing, man? I, I'm alive. Yeah, I realized it was a loaded question the minute I said that. <laughs> yeah, a little bit loaded right there. A little bit loaded. Uh, yeah. Um, how you doing? Um, uh, yeah, I'm doing as okay as I can be. Yeah. So, uh, so we don't have an alley with us this week, uh, but uh, we do have somebody, have somebody filling in for her. Uh, you, you probably know him from the Sundering. Uh, you may also know him from Calm Before the Storm. Uh, to me, he's always the Bacon King. Hey, Seraphis. Hello. And you're wrong, because Allie is here. Isn't that right, Allie? Oh, yes, I am here. It's great to also be here listening to you guys. Allie, Allie, what are you doing today? I'm getting really drunk. Okay, well, good good for you, Allie. All right. <laughs> anyway. It's not wrong. I'm pretty sure she is. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. I'm glad to have you here, and uh, I, I, I'm sure this is going to be a very interesting episode. <laughs> it'll be okay it'll be alright Sarah can Sarah can be appropriate when he needs to be but otherwise I'm always inappropriate right I mean I think that went without saying I mean it's... I, don't, I, don't, I don't think you would deny it either no I'm I'm, I'm like the Kool-Aid man you know you open an innuendo door and I'm just gonna knock down your wall <laughs> I'm sure you were appropriate you were talking to Mike Moreheim when he visited Comfort Fortress from that one year yeah, I mean, I guess I, I mean, I, I went more into sales pitch mode and like, it's like, dude, it's you. You're hanging out and come for a storm. And I do. I, I, I still cannot thank Fimless enough for being Johnny on the spot with the, with the photo op. So good job, Fimless. Yeah. Uh, that, was, that was pretty classic right there. I, I enjoyed watching see that, that uh, photo. So, uh, so what you been up to lately, lately there, Seraphis? 
Well, besides trying to avoid uh, craziness in, in Atlanta, um, drinking bourbon, uh, planting a garden, uh, pressure washing my deck. I mean, I, I know you're everyone's just thinking like, what the hell is this guy? I mean, this is, this is what I'm learning how to do when I'm stuck in, uh, during a pandemic. And um, look, all my money is in bacon futures right now, uh, pork belly futures. So, I mean, I... I really gotta save money where I can. If I'm gonna grow my own fruits and vegetables, you know that's that's what I'm gonna do. Uh, besides that, well, I mean, uh, it does save, save you money for you know having more bacon. I, it does. Know. It does, especially when I, I keep reading about things where like uh, meatpacking plants, especially pork ones, are are being hit by the pandemic and it's gonna slow down bacon production. You know that's when. That's when you, these are the times when you should hoard. So like I have about eight pounds of bacon right now at home and I do not have enough. I am nervous. I was going to say, that's it? Yeah, I, I know that it, it, that's it. And it makes me nervous. And it's because, uh, at least here in my state, they have limited the amount of bacon you can buy at any one time at the store. Um, and that's just wrong. It, it is wrong. But you know, I'm trying. I'm trying to abide because what I'll do is I will try and buy the larger packs. But they've they've caught on to my game, and they've stopped providing the larger packs of bacon. So now I'm back to just buying one pound of bacon, like a damn pilgrim. Yeah, and you don't want to go to the store every day just to get another pack of bacon. That's that's ineffective and and not efficient by any stretch of the imagination. Tell you what, though, like going to the store, like people. I realize more and more how much I hate people. Just people in general, not necessarily gamer folk. I like you guys, but just the general public. They're just terrible people. There's clearly arrows that say, go down this way in an aisle at the food store. And no one's paying attention to that. It's very upsetting. I get very frustrated. I just throw my hands up in the air and I'm staring at them and they're looking at me and I'm like, flinging my hands. No one can see me because I'm not on video, but I'm Flinging my hands at the arrow on the ground like you're going the wrong way. It's like those people who get mad at getting pulled over for speeding when the spot when the when the limit's clearly posted. Like what? I didn't see it. Like no, the sign's right there. Follow the instructions, please. That's when you just tell tell them that you've been drinking and everything will be fine. Uh, that's that's probably not a good defense if you're getting pulled over for speeding. Look, I never said people should actually listen to me. <laughs> not, not the best of advice and general life guidance and God help my children. <laughs> well, last thing I heard you tell, tell people to do was shank somebody repeatedly. So I, probably best not to listen to that. I, I mean, to be fair, the person getting shanked was toasty. That's okay. It was okay. Mm, uh, as the victim of the shanking, I disagree. And now everyone's like, oh my god, Sarah is, is promoting violence against Toasty? To be fair, this was his D&D character, and he had it coming. And why yep. did he have it coming? Because the dude tripped and fell and rolled down a damn hill when we were trying to be quiet. Just remember that you advocated for my stabbing when you want to get healed or resurrected. From what I've been told, healing in D&D doesn't matter. Yep, but resurrection definitely matters. And two, exactly two people in our party can do it, you and me. I will self-resurrect <laughs> myself. Uh, you, you, you will be unable to do that as you will be unconscious. 
I will figure out a spell or something. You 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 do that. You try. I will mummy my mummify myself by wrapping myself in bacon. That will preserve me from all. <laughs> all I knew bacon would happen here somewhere. Bacon mummies. Is that a thing? Oh, bacon mummies. I I I don't think that's a th I don't think that'll uh, hold the preservatives you need for mummification. I mean, it's already a preserved meat. I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, people have made. I'm I'm really disappointed. No one has just wrapped themselves in bacon. Oh wait, nope. There's a bacon mummy. Found him. What? Thank you, internet. The, uh, the internet <laughs> always provides. God bless the internet. That's just good stuff. Yeah, you would be excited about that. I am. So, so what? What have you been up to with WoW? With WoW lately? Have you? Have you? Uh, are you doing more daddy-daughter leveling time? No. So my my daughter and I were were both at one twenty. So the next next step is so because she has a whole new account. She like I can skip everything and just like go straight to like let's take the boat Najatar. Let's get this going. But she's got to like go and do like all the other like junk to unlock the uh, the horde starting areas because we're alliance so we had to go and do all those things so I think we've done two we need to do another one and I think there's one more thing we need to do before we finally get the quest to go and unlock Najatar so um, she really wants to fly so it's I'm even though I can already fly it's gonna be a grind for me to to help her also achieve her dreams but, but we're doing that and then also Raiding. We're doing very well. We're on Heroic Enzoth. Toasty is always on his ass. Not Part for always. the course. I mean, most hey, of the time. Hey, dur during the first phase in the Zoth, I am never on my ass. That first phase where um, where we where we split up, I am consistently living through that. It's also because not much is happening up there, but still. <laughs> I'm staying alive. Like, say? Mm-hmm. This is a record. I, I fully expected two minutes. You made it a whole ten minutes before you had a swear. Congratulations. What? Oh, that isn't that bad. I mean, he was on his donkey the whole time. <laughs> Just riding a burrow around uh, Nyalotha. Alright then. Alright. But, you know, it, it, it's fine. We're still... We're still learning and trying to struggle through the heroic timings and all that other stuff. Like, I expected the difficulty to ratchet up, but man, it's like, some of the... Like, from what I'm hearing on comms, when you guys are in... When you guys are uh, dealing with Psychus, when we split up, it's not a fun time. No. No, and because considering normal mode, uh, I got to stay up top the whole time. Yeah. So, like, I'm getting a crash course right now. Yeah, but, I'm like I mean, I know we try. I know we tried to play normal like we did heroic, but I think at one point we just said screw it and yeah, just did just it, it whatever way we could do it. And we did, and we finished it up, and now here we are on heroic ends up. But but to be fair, like we cruised through the other heroic bosses. To be perfectly yeah, honest, I was, I was really surprised with how fast we progressed with some of them. Like uh, Ilganoth only took us two weeks, right? I want to say two weeks of like solid attempts at him anyway. I know we had made like one or two attempts sometimes, but maybe. Or was it two? I don't know. It didn't feel very long. I thought Elganoth was going to give us a lot more trouble, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. 
I expected that too, honestly. I mean, raw den what like took us like one week. Uh, Vexiona took us like two. Mm -hmm. I think Mount was the one that we got stuck on the longest. He's second well, boss. That, yeah, that that one was. That one, I mean, that's face. That's a, that is a pretty hard DPS check because if we don't get through that shield phase, we just die, right? So we needed we needed the gear for that. I mean, at that point, we hadn't quite accumulated all the normal gear we could have, and once we got to that point, we were doing a lot better. I mean, I feel I feel good about where we're at, and uh, we as soon as as soon as we feel comfortable about that phase where we have to go in there and avoid the fire and interrupt the things and kill the tentacles and, and not go insane and all the other umpteen million things that are happening. Oh, and avoid the, the shadow poop that Psychus just craps out all over the place. Mm -hmm. See that? See that? I cannot curse. I could not curse Medros. <laughs> uh, like, so avoiding all of that and then finally coming out and then like slapping tentacles. You know, there's a lot of tentacles. Like, there is there is more tentacles in Nihilotha than on uh, certain adult websites at this point is my firm belief. Oh, easily, easily. I mean, it is an old god themed thing, so to be fair, we should have expected it. It's a bit much. It's a bit much. Yeah. Allie is really fond of the uh, the floating phalluses, though. I will say that. Isn't that right? Like, oh yeah, I love those things. They're so great. I get so distracted. Thought so, Allie. I mean, you say that, but that was legitimately a conversation we had during rain. <laughs> <laughs> really was. Uh, no, no, nobody who is offended by colorful language should watch any of our streams during rain night. No, not just, at all. I'm just not throwing it. that out there right now. I agree and concur wholeheartedly with this statement. I mean, yeah, anybody who's heard me and Sarah talk not on this show should expect that especially Sarah I mean there's always a lot of there's there's a lot of butt talk when we're going down in the aperture because even even Magni yeah yeah that's his yeah. name I was like it's not murder crap what is it Magni even Magni calls it the aperture and he's like that's a nice name for it and we looked it up and it means hole and so enter yep. Enter the enter the butt jokes. Yep, yep. Take that for what you will. Mm-hmm. So there you go. That's our raids. Lot of. Oh, and we rename all the bosses too. Um, no, you rename all the bosses. Well, I mean, some of them are pretty tame. I mean, Mount 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 is meow meow. I mean, so that's pretty tame. Yeah, we uh, will not we will not say your name for Skitra here. Ah, uh, okay. Alright, I'll leave that one alone. <laughs> I can only imagine. And I'm pretty sure I'm right. <laughs> uh, like, that's an easy one. What, the, I don't even know what her real name is, but uh like the but the foul the, the floating foul symbols, uh I call her Xanax. So. Yeah, yeah, that's the boss. Every time we talk about it on this show, I'm like, I can't remember the name of that boss because I only remember your name for it. it it's Xanax. Yeah. Xanish? Uh, yeah, Xanish. Xanax. Yeah, sure. And then the dog is Sharder. We could say that. Yep. Um, and then... Can't say Carapace's name. Well, actually, Carapace's name isn't... I mean, you already said it. 
Yeah. It's just the way you enunciate it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, what is it? There. I mean, there's there's license to Ilganoth. That one is pretty tame. Yeah. That I I really like that name too. Actually, that's a, that's a good name. There's <sighs> there's also sexy vexy. I mean, that's yeah. Yeah, that's fine. So not all of them are terrible. Just no, some of them. All terrible. There's just a few. Um, I, I, cousin Enzo is your tamer nickname for Nazoth. Cousin, yeah, that's that's the that's the unofficial code name for Enzoth, cousin Enzo. But I mean, I mean, really. Do you, do mean, yourself a favor and look at a picture of the boss Nazoth. And maybe flip the model upside down. And flip yeah. it upside down and put a banana on top of said picture and then you know exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Could not unsee that afterwards. You can't. It's, it's just what it is. <laughs> See, I can get a, I can get around your, your no cursing policy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that just is like this was a mistake. Hey, hey, you know what? Like, to be fair, we've all watched kids' cartoons and movies growing up, and we watched them back as we got older. Like, oh, oh, that's what they... All right. Did not catch that joke when I was younger. So That's it's like, I was watching the, the, the Sim, a Simpsons episode, and I was like, well, I mean, it's been around for like 32 seasons. Like, I started watching this when I was like 10 years old. Like, it's fine for my kids. And then, like, I was watching one, and they're, like, talking about, like, one teacher being a drunk and the other teacher being a, um, very, uh, loose with her lifestyle. I was like, yeah. oh my. That's all stuff we didn't catch when we were kids, and now we're painfully aware of them now. Yeah. Such a great show. Oh, yeah. Alright. Let's see. So, Warcraft. Oh, I did Mythic Pluses. I did some of those. Um. I'm gonna get a plus twelve mythic mythic chest this this week. I didn't we didn't complete it on time. We were close, but hmm. uh, hopefully you get something good out of that one. Out of my mythic ten, I got a couple of weeks ago. I got that level three twilight devastation weapon. Ah, uh, so good, so good. Love like, it. Like I fear that like I'm at a point where I'm I need I I need a catch up mechanic. For corruption resistance on my cloak because i after i got to level 15 i just stopped i just stopped because i was like ah what's the point and then i was like no you keep getting corruption resistance. i'm like what and now yep. i'm like so far behind and you can only well, get it like once a week so twice like, you can get it twice well you get it twice if you kill enzoth and do the vision yeah. i'm not yeah, killing well, enzoth on normal can't you even do it on lfr I mean, LFR is terrible. No. Don't get me wrong. No, you cannot do it on LFR. You have to do it on normal or higher. Oh, screw that noise. So, once again, you could do it once a week. Once. Yeah. Theoretically, you do it twice. Realistically, maybe once. So, yeah. Oh, guess I'm just only getting the one. I thought I could get an LFR, and I just kept, I just kept putting it off. Well, and now here we are. Behind encryption yep. resistance. I'm, I stare, I'm staring at corrupted items in my bags that I can't really use yet. Yeah. I'm just making Ali angry with the amount of corruption I'm using. I mean, 
It's nowhere near the screenshots that I send her every once in a while just to antagonize her. But, uh, it's still decently high. I think I'm sitting around 38. So I've got that stupid eye following me around. Yeah, I'm at, uh, 32. So, yeah. Toasty, I learned early on in my time in WoW, don't poke the healer. You might want to think of that. Allie, what do you think about that? Oh, I don't mind being poked, you know. It's my thing. See, but I antagonize her with the really high corruption number, so that when I go in with the lower number, comparatively, it's not so bad. Allie, how do you feel about that? Oh, well, Toasty's high all the time, so, I mean, I guess that's okay. <laughs> I cannot wait to see her, her reaction to this episode when she listens to it. So, Metros, what have you been up to in WoW this week? Uh, I'll be honest, not a whole lot. Uh, I've only logged a couple times in. Uh, I've only logged in a couple times, uh, and I was just basically doing like auction stuff and so on. Um, I had family that came in uh, this past uh, week. Uh, for a couple of days, so it was a lot of cleaning and preparing for that, and uh, not a lot of time for other stuff, so uh, just really basic stuff. Um, still want to get to leveling some of the characters that are not yet 120, but we'll see if that gets around. We'll see if I get around to that. I mean, it's not a huge priority. Um, I'm sure it'll be easier to level those things after Shadowlands hits, or the pre-patch at least, so uh, see. Well, if Desmophisto's leveling records are any indication, you can get it done in about four hours from 20 to 50. Yeah. I'm not that crazy. Yeah. He he takes the whole leveling thing to another level, and I, you know, kudos to him. I couldn't do that. He, he, he crunches a whole bunch of numbers and optimizes everything. That's nuts. Yeah, that that, that is pretty crazy. Well, anyway, that was our weeks as well. I'm not going to detail mine because it's pretty much the same as Seraphis's. We're in the same raid group, so that'll happen. <laughs> um, how about we talk about our first sponsor? For sure. Our first sponsor is, of course, the great folks over at Funko. If you haven't heard of them by name, you've definitely seen their products. They make collectible vinyl figures from a bunch of Blizzard universes. From Warcraft to Overwatch, Heroes of Diablo, and even more from outside the Blizzard universe like Firefly, Star Wars, and Doctor Who. I'll tell you how to Funko Pop each week, and this week's Funko is one uh, that I cannot wait to at some point add to my collection, because uh, it is just an awesome Funko Pop. Uh, this is uh, The Mandalorian with the Child, and I just, I think it's great. Uh, great scene from the movie, uh, and just a, or, sorry, the TV show, sorry. Um, and uh, yeah, I, just, I really like, love this one. What do you guys think of this one? I, I mean, I, I I like it. It's got the extra little scenery bits. I always like stuff like that instead of just the standalone figure. And he's in his little eggy thing. And that's just cute. It's like an incubator. And then he's going to... And then what if... What if Yoda's species... They sit in those incubators on up and then they hatch almost like gremlins, but they grow into like rancors. Just saying. And how do you explain Yoda being much, much older and not having done that? Because he said, I'm, because whoever was raising him, just like, just like gremlins was like, we're not going to feed him after midnight. So that's you keep him in his eggy thing. Okay. Yeah. Well, we don't know. It could be true. We don't know anything about Yoda's species. 
I mean, I've never seen Yoda eat a frog. This, the child ate a frog. So, I mean, well, he spit it out. So, I mean, or no, he finished eating it. Never mind. Thing, bad things can happen. Let's just, let's just be honest. It's the Star Wars universe. Anything is possible. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Yoda's a gremlin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, then. I guess, I guess that that's decided then. <laughs> Uh, anyways, uh, if you want to check out this Funko and many others, go to bit.ly slash FunkoATA, check out their online shop, and use Shop 10 to save 10% on your entire purchase. That's bit.ly slash FunkoATA, and use Shop 10 to save 10%. I want to thank Funko for their support of the show. Alright, so what is coming up? Wait, is that a This Week in Hockey? I don't know what the, that is. That can't be there. Okay, well, let's leave that. What's going on with this week in WoW? So, actually, it's this month in WoW because it is June 1st today, so we've got a whole swath of new stuff to look forward to this month. We've got the Battleground bonus event going from June 2nd to the 9th. We've got Thousand Boat Dash on the 6th to the 8th. Darkmoon Fair running from the 7th to the 13th, along with the Battleground, but along with the Battle for Azeroth dungeon event running from the 9th to the 15th, with the PvP Brawl Cooking Impossible. Uh, we've also got the Pet Battle bonus event from the 16th to the 22nd, and Midsummer Festival is coming up, and that's going to run from June 21st to July 5th. June 23rd to the 29th, we have the Burning Crusade Time Walking and the PvP Brawl Temple of Hot Mogu, and we'll cap off the month with the Arena Skirmish event going from June 30th to July 6th. Alright, I gotta ask, because I'm terrible at some of these mini-events, but what is the Thousand Boat Bash? It's just a boat race that happens in Thousand Islands. Or a thousand the needles. A thousand needles. A thousand islands is a dressing, folks. I haven't eaten dinner yet. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. <laughs> it's also the secret sauce on a Big Mac. And we know where Toshi's mind is. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's a it's like a little boat race thing that happens in Thousand Needles. I admittedly have not done that one either. Although I think the only one I've done is the Dalaran Bar Crawl, I think. Oh, and Trial of Style because Transmog. But anyway, yeah, that's what's coming up this month in WoW. So let's talk about something that's not coming up at all this year. Yeah, so th this this for me is kind of one of those, oh, when I first heard it was the saddest thing I'd heard this week. The world changed a little more. Um, unfortunately, it was announced that BlizzCon 2020 will not be happening um, due to the COVID-19 pandemic and... Um, the extreme measures that are required to contain that until there's a vaccine, um, Blizzard has decided that they will not have a BlizzCon this year um, to keep their fans, their employees, and all the people who will be coming from around the world safe. It is, it's sad. Um, I, 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 for one, was looking forward to doing my usual coverage of it. Uh, I know both of you were likely to be going to it if it was happening this year. Um, and it's just, it's disappointing, but it's understandable and it is the right decision because keeping the players and fans of Blizzard games safe is paramount. Um, their employees have all been working from home for, for months now, uh, as many of us have been. And it's just, it's not worth risking a, an outbreak at Blizzard or a outbreak, outbreak at BlizzCon itself um, to have an event. Uh, what do you guys think of the decision to cancel this? I mean, it's the right choice. I mean, there's, let's be honest, there is a pandemic and you do not 
want to take the chance as the game company to host a convention that causes Wave 2. You just... Like, forget about how cool BlizzCon is and for a moment and just realize that if that was the thing where you had people coming from multiple countries all around the world all go back for being exposed and spread a wave too. Like, that's it. That is it. From a PR standpoint, like, your company's done. It's over. Yeah. Yeah, and this news <clears throat> was not unexpected, but it doesn't stop it from being disappointing. It's the reality we have to live in right now, and it's the, it's the absolute right choice. I'll be clear. I feel Wave 2 is going to happen no matter what, but yeah, you don't want to be the the group that caused it to happen. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it is it is the right thing. Um, they did say there in the post that they are planning to try and do something early next year that will be virtual. Um, I, I will say that I'm a little surprised that they weren't already working on something like that to uh, give themselves a, a backup when they're seeing what is happening in the world. Um, but I totally understand that um, they were trying to focus on the original idea for BlizzCon, and uh, that that didn't pan out. So, yeah, I'm sure there's a uh, there's a couple things that would have made it hard to do it on this on the same timeline, and figuring out the logistics for that, like. They have a lot of Q and A panels and stuff like that. We got to figure out how they're gonna manage all that and that kind of stuff. Like, do they want to do the VO panels again? Like, how hard is that going to be for them to do, especially with some of their pan with some of their VOs being from all over the world? Uh, yeah, and then and and all you consider all that, and then also take a look at how BlizzCon has become um, kind of their esports event of the year, where they have multiple. Uh, well, they have multiple championships and whatnot happening at BlizzCon. You know, how are they going to manage that? We're, they're having a hard enough time right now with the Overwatch League and maintaining maintaining that with their teams being all over the world. Managing the ping for that has been has forced them to reconsider some of the matchups and schedules. And some of the some of these teams haven't played each other for a long time because the ping from say China to Florida is going to be immense. So figuring out stuff like that, I think, is what's going to be is, is contributing to what what uh, we're seeing with this twenty twenty one virtual BlizzCon. What I what I'm more curious about is with this virtual twenty twenty one BlizzCon. What does that mean for a physical 2021 BlizzCon at the end of 2021? Will there be enough to talk about to justify having that convention again in, uh, in like, the span of just over half a year, for example? It's a great question. Um... I mean, it sounds like... I'm very gonna... curious to see what they'd announce. I mean, I think... I mean, one... So th this year, this year was going to be a down year. Like last year was the big hype year for everything, right? They announced. So this year was going to be a slight down year. I mean, that's usually their cycle. But so they've already said that a virtual BlizzCon is probably going to happen in early 2021. So not even this year. 
But then, you still gotta think that they'll probably do a live BlizzCon in, like, late 2021 like they normally do, so... So what what do you announce at the very of a virtual BlizzCon or what do you do for a virtual BlizzCon in early 2021 and then do for a physical one? Yeah, that's that's kind of year. my that's that's kind of my thought like what like how much news are we re are we going to get at a at virtual 2021 versus physical 2021? And will there be enough to talk about to justify having both of them? So I mean things things we 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 can we know that are are in the works right so we we right, know right now Shadowlands is in the works and it's probably going to be released in 2020, um, so that's kind of off the table. So anything War, World of Warcraft related, if they're going to say anything about another expansion, it won't be until the BlizzCon in 2021, like the physical one. They're not going to announce, so they may use that time to talk about like upcoming patches or something there. We might get a little bit more uh, views about Diablo 4. Mm -hmm. We might get a little bit more views of Overwatch League 2 in the progress. Well, not Overwatch League 2, but Overwatch 2. Um, and the progress being made. And probably another Hearthstone expansion. Like They would keep, I think, the virtual thing light. I, and then I think the physical one in 2021, you're going to see the next Warcraft expansion... You're gonna get a release date and and full playable um, or or even beta release of Overwatch 2. Um, you'll get by then uh, maybe even a playable thing of Diablo 4. And and then of course the big thing that's weighing on everyone is mobile. They they've been saying so they have the Diablo mobile game, which I know has got a lot of bad press, but but where is that? No one has talked about that recently, so I mean, there might be some news related to that. And honestly, a virtual BlizzCon event might be a better time to talk about updates to some of their mobile offerings than a physical event where you have a ton of PC gamers. So, um, so there could be that. Um, I mean, I think that we're going to probably hear about... I think it would be silly for us not to hear about like a hearthstone on the nintendo switch at this point yeah i'm actually surprised that that hasn't become a thing already. so i mean i yeah i think there's i think there's a lot of things that we and we know that there's a there's another new ip type thing that they're working on but it might still be so much in the design stages they weren't going to be able to announce it this year but maybe by next blizzcon they'll have something to more formally announce Mm -hmm. So, we'll see. I think this was the right call. I think that they're playing it safe. I think a virtual thing. Um, I think that this is honestly hurting Overwatch League, though. As a whole. The pandemic, that is. Yeah, the pandemic has really messed with Overwatch League. I mean, they were going to do, start doing home and away games and the homestands and all that other stuff and that looked that all looked really exciting and they had to they had to scrap all of that and come up with a very quick way to start back up again like and i know that i personally haven't been watching as much overwatch because i was last year i don't know what's there but it, it feels like as if the engagement with overwatch league isn't hasn't been there. as high 
as it has as it was previously. Let's be honest, it's not there. It's not there yeah. at all. Like like only recently did they finally So they moved from Twitch to YouTube. Right? right. Alright, because they thought it was gonna get them more viewers. Alright, but the problem with that is is there was no incentive to watch on YouTube, whereas on Twitch you got like you got the whole Overwatch League like points to spend on skins. But yeah. when they moved to YouTube, they didn't get that. There was no perks for watching it. And then they had to develop something because you because Google and YouTube weren't going to do it. So they developed something on their website where you have to be logged in on the Overwatch League website now in order to watch and get points. And it only just now happened. Yep. And at the rate you earn those, like, it's going to take... I forgot what it was. It was something ridiculous, like... 24 hour or was it 20 no it was like like 24 or 48 hours straight of watching just to get enough to buy one skin and it was just like and mind you like matches only go for like anywhere between six to eight hours so i mean you're talking about like you have to sit there and watch for three days straight yeah just to get one like it's it's pretty nuts like i don't think that they 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 hit that engagement number well enough there and and i think that it was a little too little too late uh on on getting that engagement. and then it's weird because most people liked what youtube was on the most smart tvs youtube is an app that you can just throw up on your on your on your tv and you can just watch but yep. now you have to also have the website up like on another device or their app up and signed in so you have to watch on like two devices and that's just it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel natural. It doesn't feel right. No, oh, yeah, I agree. Like I, that's how I've been watching Overwatch League, just on my YouTube app on my TV. And like, yeah. now I'm not getting yeah. tokens, but whatever. Yeah. I'm... <sighs> so that's my piece on that. I I like the concept of Overwatch League. I like the idea of the home and away games. Obviously, we can't do that, but I think that um, I think. I honestly think Google and YouTube threw a ton of money at Blizzard to switch and they didn't think about the um, engagement portion of it well enough. And I think the pandemic really hurt that even more so because they thought that like, well, with the with the in-person stuff, we can nullify the engagement of not getting the uh, the Overwatch League points by watching. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that kind of. It highlighted the fact that you need to focus on the community, you need to focus on engagement, and let's be honest, you know, it's something that Blizzard is is trying to do again with World of Warcraft because there was a long stretch of time that for World of Warcraft they stopped engaging with the community, and yep. they're only now once again doing it, and and I think that is like with with WoW Classic and and everything else, I think that's really good for them. I think that they're realizing, wow, this this really is a community driven thing, and I think they need to they need to realize that you know you have the hearts and minds of the your fans and your gamers. Uh, they're going to keep coming back for more, and if you don't, then you're just seen as another Call of Duty that's just trying to get some money out of people, and they're just going to then sit and wait for the next version. Yeah, and we're, we're, we're like you said, we're starting to see them be more community engaged. Just recently, um, in 
and the WoW team put out something about the blue eye customization that people were seeing in the alpha for that was available to uh, Blood Elves and all that other stuff. And initially, it was flagged as just an NPC customization. It wasn't intended to be playable for or usable for players. And people were like, "Well, no, I want that. I want to. I want to live out my fantasy of playing a high elf." I mean, we've got other instances. That's your fantasy. The, well, That's not your mine. fantasy, Toasty. Not mine. I want to play a Wildhammer Dwarf, and they gave me that. Not, not, not mechanically, but they gave me the way. They gave me the means to cust- to customize my dwarf in the in the alpha to look like a wild hammer dwarf. And that's what people wanted with blood elves and with the blue eye customization. They wanted to be a high elf. And because people were very vocal about it, they're like, you know what? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. We'll, we'll let you guys use it. So. Allie, what do you think about that? I just hope that they bring twerking dwarves into the the mainstream. I really think that needs to be a a real thing. (laughs) I want the twerking dwarves. All the twerking, those, they're, they're little, they're little boxy. Tushes just bouncing around. Let's have that. All right, uh, Ali, go, go back to drinking. Okay. But yeah, I I hope that I hope they really nail down the the, the engagement portion, like you said, like that they, they haven't been managed to nail with the Overwatch League thus far this season. I hope they're able to nail it with whatever they crank out for BlizzCon 2021 at home, because. I feel like that's what some people really want to see right now, in terms of World of Warcraft. Anyway, I mean, World of Warcraft is nothing without its community. Period. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a multiplayer game. If it, if you don't foster and build that community, the game will die. It's that simple. Yeah, I mean, I've said it before. I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't have kept playing if it wasn't for the people I've met in game. Sarah, I know you've mentioned on the Sundering before too. Community is a very important part of this. Don't don't screw it up. <laughs> guild airships. Yeah, yeah, guild airships. It should be a thing. I'm not arguing with you. I just been I've just been hearing you say that for six years. <laughs> just saying, should be a thing. I'll tell anyone who will listen. Guild airships. All right. <laughs> Uh, I'm very curious to see how a virtual BlizzCon will have uh, or make use of um, the ability to test play stuff. Um, I imagine that they would probably do something like uh, encrypted data that only unlocks like the announcement kind of thing. And then you can play like demos of Diablo 4 at home and um, new content for for WoW and stuff like that. Um, I'm very curious to see how that would look in in a play from home Scenario. Yeah, well, they, they managed to do that last year, right? They had playable home demos for uh, for Shadowlands. Was it? Was it Shadowlands? I know they had playable home demos for something from BlizzCon last year. So we know that they can do it. And just, it'll be interesting to see what they make available to us. All right. If anything. So, so let's be honest here. Let's see. They partnered up with YouTube. Which is owned by Google, right? What does Google have? They have an enormous cloud infrastructure. What did they try to do? Stadia. What is so? If nothing else, Stadia proved that you can stream games. What can Blizzard do to team up with? with that they've already have a deal. Going stream their demos to in, 
encrypted logins or, or you know, somehow locked into people who, who have signed up or signed up for the virtual BlizzCon stuff. Oh, that would um, be that would be pretty cool, actually. I mean, granted, Stadia didn't work very well across the board, but the fact that they have a deal in place with Google and YouTube already for, like, Overwatch League, it just seems to make sense that the technology is there to potentially deliver on uh, streaming demos of, of games. Yeah, you're not wrong. It's, that, that, could be, that could be something to leverage to help bring some of that BlizzCon experience home. And on the plus side, none of us will have to wait in line. There is also that. The line waiting. Line con. But, but to Toasty, how are you going to learn a new net language this year if you don't go to BlizzCon? It was one time, and I'm pretty sure and, I was in line and, for and you. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, you were. And I very much appreciate that. Uh, on the plus side, I haven't used it in a long time, so it's completely gone now. All that Mandarin, just out of my head. You need a refresher, that's all. Uh, I'm good with not getting a refresher, because a refresher means that I'm going to be in line for a couple hours. <laughs> that, that would be true, yeah. Anyway, I'm looking forward to seeing what comes with Virtual BlizzCon 2021. Um, but we've got some other stuff that's coming up a bit sooner, right, sir? I mean, so, yeah, I mean, we're, we're trying to dust off some plans of what a virtual comic for the storm would look like event. Obviously, we're comic for the storm isn't going to happen without a physical uh, BlizzCon. And even if we were to have a physical comic for the storm without a physical BlizzCon, we really can't because we can't plan for the pandemic and, and everything else. So when that's all going to let up and be okay so uh we started coming up with some plans of what more uh virtualized features of comic for storm was even before the pandemic started so we we've been talking about and actually preparing the the, the comic for storm website uh for some of that i mean so world podcast we've already kind of tested out uh virtual streaming some uh basically panels already uh this past year, I think we did two, if I remember correctly. Um, or maybe we did one, or maybe we did two the previous year. I don't know. It all kind of runs together. But either way, we can easily do World of Podcast portion of Common for the Storm. Um, virtual. So the other part is, what about things, other things that people really like? The art gallery. So we already have done a virtual art gallery for kickstarter backers so it's not necessarily out of the realm of possibility for us to do a a virtual art gallery um because we've already taken steps and measures to protect the art from being illegally reproduced by using watermarks etc so um yeah i think i think that's that's feasible sweet because like Art gallery easily my, one of my favorite parts about Con Before the Storm. It's it's also easily one of the most time consuming things to set up. Uh, I'm well aware of that having helped with setup last year, and I can't imagine the other logistics that go go into it on like acquiring the art and all that other stuff. I've heard you talk about it a number of times, and it does not sound easy. So yeah, the art gallery. So virtual the virtual art gallery. I've actually set up for the Kickstarter multiple times. So that's 
doable. And then it's like, what is a virtual meet and greet really look like? And, and honestly, it's not that much different than having a video stream with some guests on there and taking questions from say the, the audience or even having them maybe jump on audio version only to onto a stream and, and asking questions of, of panelists and, and whatnot. So, I mean, I think that there's, there's definitely ideas being floated and like how, where the logistics of this, how are we going to do that, etc. So, I mean, I think it's, I think it's very, very doable. Um, in, in what we, we, we can, we, we can do. And, and I think that there, there is a lot of support from the, the blizzard content creator community. Um, especially from Warcraft content creators at the very least right now from people who have reached out to me already saying that they would be interested in, in helping in some way. And, and I think that, like I said, I, so I don't think that we would be lacking content, but the question is what would we offer? And really the thing about common for the storm is really a celebration of the community itself, not necessarily a chance for us to read out blizzard news or talk about like what's coming up this next month, which, which a lot of us do on our podcast already, but Comic Force Storm has always been something unique and to celebrate the community. So that's, that would always be their goal. And, and the question is, how do we do that in, in, in a, in a good way? And I've already had someone reach out to me and say like, you should definitely create a really cool Comic Before the Storm virtual t-shirt. Cause I need more t-shirts. And then I was just like, well, if we did that, how do we, how do we do that? And the only way I can think about doing that would be to do a Kickstarter to raise some money that could then later be used for the next year's, like basically seed money for the next year's event. Um, for those who don't know, uh, t-shirts are not like the big, like a big money item. Cause I mean, most of the t-shirts cost the same between 15 and $20 to make. Um, Especially if we do two-sided shirts. So, I mean, it's not like we'd be making a ton of money in, in seed money. Because you have to pay for production. You got to pay for artists on those. And then you got to pay for shipping. And then, so, like, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of, of ways to do this that, that would make sense. And, um, because the only way it would make sense is I would only want to sell merchandise where we can take the money and hold on to it for next year's event or pay artists to prepare for the following year's event. Um, so, or maybe we just don't do anything at all from a merchandising where, and we just stick with community driven, uh, things. So, um, but then again, seed money also would help us do virtual giveaways. So, I mean, there's a lot of different things that, like I said, we're, we're throwing back and forth. Um, to see what we can and can't do of course giveaways could also be donated by people as well so i mean it's it there's a lot of ideas and i think a lot of what we do physically can be converted to something virtual um but the question is like how cool would a virtual art gallery really be you know what would be so unique about that versus just going out to someone's like like deviantart or art station page and looking at their art. So those are all things that we got to consider and, and think about how we're going to do. Well, it sounds like you guys have got a good idea of what you want to look at in terms of options. So hopefully, hopefully some of those 
pan out because you know that that would be really cool. Just trying trying to do another uh, an uh, an additional virtual event in addition to whatever we're expecting out of this con. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Well, thank you. Cause I'm looking forward to doing something. Or else I'll be very so bored. Would you would you be thinking of doing um, something in like late around around the same time as BlizzCon? as well as something around the virtual thing they do in the new year, or just something around the original timeline expected? I'm not sure that we would want to compete with the virtual BlizzCon that they would do in early 2021. I think that's too much virtualness, so to speak. So <laughs> yeah. we'd probably maybe try and do something for end of this year to give something for people. Um, and I think that's, I think it's, I think it's very doable. Um, because honestly, for a physical one, one of our like some of our biggest concerns of we worked with a lot of small businesses. Are those small businesses still going to be around? That's not something we would have to worry about for a virtual thing. Um, and and honestly, for a virtual thing, we really don't need much in the way of of Kickstarter funding, if at all. So um, it's really because there's no venue cost there there's nothing that we really need to to pay for unless of course we pay artists for like specific overlays or or something um and this gets to my point anyone who is using artists pay your artists please and and i can't like they 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 trained for a very long time to hone their craft and they are providing you a service and you should pay them so pay artists um but yeah so i i think we'd probably aim for like october november time frame if we did anything well i look forward to seeing what ends up happening there maybe we'll have a whole segment medros of you just eating ketchup chips <laughs> the ketchup yeah, i can do that thing again. i can do that I still remember the last time I was on a panel at Con Before the Storm and there was a drunk woman that like spent like 10 minutes trying to compose a question. It's hilarious. Oh, I remember that one. Hmm. Uh, that happened Sounds a about lot. right. Sounds about right. <laughs> it was a memorable experience. Alright, let's move on to uh, our next topic, shall we? Oh, that's right. I'm red. Yep. Right. You're red. Alright. <laughs> There's a there's a Shadowlands reveal event on June nineteenth. Oh, not nineteenth, ninth. I've been drinking. Really? Yeah. Shocking. June 9th. They're gonna reveal something. I don't know what. I mean, <laughs> to be perfectly honest, like it seems like everything is data mined already. So it's like, what what can they really reveal, other than we are gonna launch on this day, or the like? Oh, this is gonna be the start, the launch of beta or something. Or the, Honestly, new, or the new expansion feature, Guild Airships. God, don't don't tease me like that, Toasty. <laughs> yeah, Toasty, tease him, tease him real good. Ali, you stay out of this. Okay. Um, oh man. <laughs> or 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 they're gonna talk about the pre patch or or what's involved in the pre patch. Yep, there are. A bunch of things they could be talking about here. I'm I'm more of the mind that it's probably a beta thing, along with uh, some featuring, along with them uh, showcasing some of the stuff that's not on alpha yet. 
uh, we'll see. We gotta wait. Well, like what? I mean, there, I mean, there's days? other zones, right? Yeah. Yeah, they haven't they haven't opened up Meldrexes yet. Uh, the the Maw. I mean, that's a that's a whole thing that we have no idea about so far. Maybe talk uh, about the raid. I mean, the raids the raids. Uh, the raid's there, at least. Uh, we we can play it. We know a little bit about it from Dungeon Encounter Journal updates. That's about it. Yeah, I mean, there there are a couple things that they could talk about. I just it just sucks that we have to wait eight days to hear it. That's one thing that I'm not I've not been a fan of in this age of social media and all that stuff. Announcement of an announcement. It's it's not great. It just leaves me wanting more. I mean, honestly, I just ran Torgos on my death knight and I cruised through 18 levels and then they said, okay, now you're done. I was like, what? I want to keep going. Well, so you I don't, don't know what that was about. You don't have to preach to me about the, the love for Torgas. It's, it's fantastic. We even dragged Medros through one last week. Uh, when we didn't do a show because there was nothing to talk about. Right, Medros? I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, yeah, yeah, there is Medros. You, you seem to have, you seem to enjoy your time there, and uh, I've actually saved that VOD for proof for if you ever choose to dispute it. But I don't know what you're talking about. But have you ever did Torghast with a monk where you got infinite rolls? Just saying. I did okay. So this is what I've done Torghast with. I've, I've done Torghast playing alongside a monk who rolled off a platform. Hey, that's fair. That's fair. But I had infinite rolls. I've also played Torghast alongside a demon hunter who dashed off a platform. It's also fair. Right, right, Medros. No, don't talk about. Uh huh. Sure you don't. Anyway, so we've got that coming up on June 9th. I I'm looking forward to that. I want to know what's coming up. And, yeah, I don't want to wait. We can't even talk about it next week, which sucks, because it's happening the day after we record. So in two weeks, you'll hear us talk about it, guys. Or our watch will say, like, oh, and now we've added yet more. We've added all names to all haircuts. That is it. We're done. Just haircuts. I do like the names of the haircuts. And, and there's some really funny names there. Just haircut names. Uh, they're also going to announce Tortolans as a playable allied race. It'll be neutral, so I can get it. Watch it'll happen. I don't think you should hold uh, hold your breath for that one. Uh, probably not. <clears throat> I mean, especially since you've been smoking, you probably can't hold your breath that long. Nope. <laughs> you're you're not you're not wrong on that one. My breath was taken away a little bit when I went to check out Orbos on the Alpha, though. That place is pretty. Have you been have you been to Orbos yet, sir? I honestly have not been to Orbos. It it is it's such a good looking zone. I mean Medros, you were there with me. And you can attest to that. That that entire place is just gorgeous looking. The skyboxes are so cool, and there's that sketchy lady walking around. She's up to something. I don't remember but, her name. Don't know but do they have someone like Risky Liz in Boralis who always like who always says to you when you open a thing like, "Let me show you what I got." Uh, didn't notice any of that when I was going through it. 
Brisky Liz is probably one of the best NPCs ever. You're not I mean, wrong. I mean, maybe it's because she flirts with me, but... I, I would have thought the bacon great. vendor was, was your favorite one, honestly. The bacon vendor was horde only, and that was bullshit. And they called him Bacon. I'm like, you got... And I think he's gone now. I think they took him out. Did he? Did they? I don't think he's around anymore. Oh, I did not know that. That's that's a shame. Someone, like, brought that up to me. Like, they tweeted at me a while. They're like, hey, where'd this guy go? Did you eat him? And I'm like, what? Huh. I didn't know. I'll have to look around. Because I think he was over in Pandaria in the Horde capital. That sounds right. I can't remember now. I'll take a look. Anyway, back to Oribos. They've, they've got this whole... <laughs> They, they, like, it's, it's this huge building. It's it's very. Uh, it feels like a huge temple. Basically, they got this stream of souls flowing through the center, which is really cool. What I really like about it too is, um, you know, typically when you use a teleporter, you get a quick loading screen or something or whatever, right, or something to that effect. They they have a they, they have this cool little transition animation that uh, teleports you up, which looks really cool. That's something that I'm enjoying a lot with Shadowlands. Like we noticed it with Torgas when you transition to the new floor, instead of just a loading screen, it shows you walking slowly through the through the up the staircase and through the portal and all that. And uh, noticing they're doing that a bunch in Shadowlands, so that those little tid, extra tidbits are really cool. Um, the uh, the vent, the profession area is just another really good-looking subsection of the of the city temple. I don't know what they call it, but it, it looks fantastic. And like, not everything is fleshed out there yet. There's not uh, the profession vendors are the profession trainers aren't there. For example, as far as I can tell, there's no auction house. And if there is, I hope it's just an engineer thing again. But that, that's just me being selfish. But yeah, uh, I really I really liked that zone. Looks real good. The skybox, too. Like, I know Ali's a big advocate of just looking up and checking out the skybox, but seriously, in Orbos, you really want to do that. It's a, it's a fantastic-looking skybox. 10 out of 10. How would dare you talk my about Allie talking about how she's checking out boxes? That's terrible, Toasty. Mm. Terrible. <laughs> terrible human being. Just... Yep, this is exactly what I expected. She's she's <laughs> she's the one who talks about it every week on her, like every chance she gets on her show, okay? Look up. That's what she keeps saying. So, she's not hiding it. Anyway, um,. Orbos isn't the only thing that's been added into the alpha recently. We've got some other stuff that got added over the past little bit. I don't believe it was anything particularly significant, right, Medros? I don't see that paladins are yet in in Torghast. Correct. I see powers. Yeah. I don't see anything actually like I can actually go in and play it. So, you know, clearly I would never go there. Except for that one time he did. I don't sure about it. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, a, a good, really interesting look at Anima Powers for, for Paladins. I'm really curious to see how those are going to flesh out. Um, I'm curious to see what it's going to look like. Um, I mean, we're not going to have anything like Power and Snuggle, I don't think, but... No, I doubt that. You know, we're, we're not as uh, cuddly as priests, so... so it's, it's that plate armor. Oh, I guess, yeah. That would kind of get in the way of cuddles, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely something I'm very interested by and, and seeing what those abilities look like when they actually go live and see how they change. Um, but yeah, I don't see a lot here uh, of significance for new stuff in the, in the alpha. No, it looks like it was just a lot of like small class and spell updates and updated covenant abilities. Nothing huge, and not every new update in the alpha will be. But Paladin's anima powers being there is at least a step in the right direction for you, Medros. Maybe maybe you'll get to play that Paladin and Torghast soon, and you'll have to run around a demon door with me and Ellie. Right? Because that's a thing Don't that definitely will happen. Don't shut up. Okay, you can just feign ignorance. That's fine. Um, yep, I can. <laughs> So, um, another thing that came up this past week uh, was there's a new Warcraft short story that was released. Uh, this one's centered around Vorthamar and Thalistra. Um Now, there, was, there wasn't any particularly huge lore, lore bombs here. It's kind of just a snippet of uh, life after BFA. Life after the war had concluded and all that. It um, talks about uh, what Lorthamar is dealing with and it explores the relationship between Lorthamar and the Lystra. You can take that for what you will. Um, I don't know. It was, it was just, it was, like I said, it wasn't a, uh, there wasn't a lot of heavy lore drops or anything like that, but it was just a cool little snippet. And this was written by uh, Madeline Rue. Uh, the writer for uh, the the uh, the novel that's coming out uh, that's coming out soon, isn't it? I think so. Are those coming come out in July? Oh yeah, so we're just in just over a month and a bit. So yeah, I mean, let's be honest. This short story. Well, it was written really fancy and nice. It's trash. This is it's such it's such a horde fluff piece. It's ridiculous. So, <laughs> you would say that. It's such such unreasonable horde bias on the part of Blizzard. Was going. Oh, what are we gonna do? Like, oh, let's let's show a love story, and they're writing poetry and drinking wine. Oh, please, bunch of <laughs> criminals. More, more seriously, uh, that does come out July 14th. Okay, so like six weeks away. Yep. Blood, Should be a good read. Blood Elves and Nightborn. No good can come from this. <laughs> well, if you disagree and you want to see what happens in this story, you can go over to the Warcraft uh, site and you'll find the story there. Ali, Ali what did you think of the story? I think Lorthamar slipped her to tongue. Thank, thank you, Allie. That's some good, good insight there. Uh, anyway, 
Sarah, I'm gonna need yeah. you contain. I'm gonna need you to contain yourself for this next story, because I know the Lich King is kind of your thing. You're you're a huge. You're a huge Lich King fanboy. I don't think I'm wrong in saying that. Oh, I've seen man. your animal. I've seen your Animal Crossing shirt, dude. Like I keep, I run across people who who are not wearing it, and people like post it like, "Hey, look at this!" I was like, "I made that! Look at that!" Very excited. <laughs> so, what was your reaction to this Lich King, new Arthas Lich King figure being up for sale now? I mean, at first I was like, "Lich," uh, I was like, "Oh, I'm all in!" And honestly, when I look at him, like, kind of, eh, like. I don't want to pay a hundred and like eighteen dollars for the. I, I want a statue. I want something like I don't need interchangeable hands or like a posable figure. And I don't know. Like this, I don't know. It kind of looks cool, but like I don't know. It's just I know that's not what you guys wanted to hear, but I'm just like kind of. Eh. Yeah, I want. I, I want a legit. Lich King statue that I could buy. I wanted more like Lich King type gear at BlizzCon last year. Like last year was the year to cash in on all things Lich King, and they and they missed the mark. Yeah, all they had it. was that. All they had was that uh, print that went out of out of stock real quick. And I remember you being particularly angry about that one. Like they could have had the Helm of Domination. Of some kind, as as either a little statue or something, but no, none of that, like nothing. Like they could have had an, they could have had a Lich King bust, like his shoulder pads and the helm, like nothing. There was nothing. Like it's just like, and now and now after all that, now we get a a figure. Like look, I have a ton of Lich King figures already. I got the Heroes of the Storm one. I got the the old one where he's kind of standing on the ice thing, holding a sword out uh, from from the Wrath of the Lich King. Um, God, I can't remember like, who made that 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 one. Um, I'm trying to think about what it was called uh, here. Like I found what it is. Let's see. It was a WoW Deluxe Box 8.5 inch Lich King. So it was kind of like a statue. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. Yeah. So like I have that, but it's just like. Get, give me a statue. Give me a statue of him sitting on the frozen throne or something. That would be cool. Like he'd be like in the ice still. That would like, be really either that cool, or, or or give me give us something where like he's like standing at, on top of the and like have like Sindra goes like wrapped around the icy tower. Like that would be awesome. Mm -hmm. Give me that. Let me throw money at that. Like this, like the fact is, you can go out on like e you can go on Amazon or eBay and buy a Frostmourne sword for like like eighty dollars more than this action figure costs. Like it's just like it's unreal. And like it's I've I like similar to some of my complaints with some of the other ones, the face doesn't look quite right. No, no, and it doesn't. It looks weird. Thank you. Like. Yes, it looks a little weird. And the, uh, his eyes are not as intensely blue as I, as the image I associate with the Lich King. It's a very pale blue. Like, I don't... I don't get it. 
like see you, you at first glance at, at first glance I, I i was i was i was okay with it like okay that that might be something i might actually consider getting but um i take a closer look at it like it's not quite hitting the mark it's cuz it's cool at a distance not- um Medros, what what do you what do you think about this figure? I would like it. That'd be nice. I'd like that. I, I can't afford it, but I'd like it. It looks really awesome to me. Yeah, I mean there's definitely visual things, but there's I mean there's always be some issues with, with different productions. Um I, I recall a significant up, uproar about the Jaina statue of the last BlizzCon. Oh yeah. Um that was definitely not um Definitely not right there, uh, but I mean, I, I have a significant collection of uh, Lich King related stuff, so uh, this would definitely fit in with that. Yeah, you can just put it right next to your sword. Yeah, I gotta get this one on the wall at some point. I've only lived for five years now, and it's still not on the wall. Gotta get fix that soon. You really should. You should. You should display that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, whether your wife agrees is another thing entirely. <laughs> Uh, she does agree. Okay. In, in general. <laughs> she, she has opinions. Just say that. And I cannot repeat her statements about that sword in, on the show. <laughs> well, if if you're at all interested in this Lich King statue right now, it's available for pre-order for 132 US. And it's expected to ship in Q3 2020. So, yeah, go check that out if you are so inclined. And I believe that wraps us up for news for this week. Yeah, so our next thing is our next sponsor. So today's show is also brought to you by Audible. You can get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash atareads2020. That's bit.ly slash atareads2020. Now nearly 500,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. This week, we're going to take a break from our Harry Potter uh, series and look at the first book of The Hunger Games. So let's go ahead and have a listen. To make it humiliating as well as torturous, the Capitol requires us to treat The Hunger Games as a festivity, a sporting event, pitting every district against the others. The last tribute alive receives a life of ease back home, and their district will be showered with prizes largely consisting of food. All year, the capital will show the winning district gifts of grain and oil and even delicacies like sugar, while the rest of us battle starvation. It is both a time for repentance and a time for thanks, intones the mayor. Then he reads the list of past District 12 victors, In 74 years, we have had exactly two. Only one is still alive. Hamish Abernathy, a paunchy middle-aged man who at this moment appears hollering something unintelligible, staggers onto the stage and falls into the third chair. He's drunk. Very. So once again, that was the first book of the Hunger Games series written by Suzanne Collins and narrated by Tatiana Maslany. You can find that at nearly 500,000 titles over at bit.ly slash atareads2020. And we'd like to thank Audible for their support of the show. 
So, our question of the week for last week, or for the last two weeks, rather, was what kind of non-legendary and fun rewards would you like to see come out of Torghast? WikiBH says, a series of books that tell the history of the Ma and the Jailer and the Shadowlands. It'll, it can be called Lorgast. Idby Durbum says, unique transmog sets that would change every season, and the one from the previous season would go away. I'd say mounts too, but mounts are everywhere, so I think we've seen a bit too many of them. Cooptimally replies to Idmi Durm saying, Exactly, please, no more mounts. I mean, you're not going to get no more mounts. No, I think that's completely unrealistic. We'll just get another recolored horse. For the Alliance only, though. I just want Invincible already, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you want out of Torghast there, sir? Uh, I would like either a bacon vending machine that I can wear on my back, or what I would really like at this point in my Warcraft career is some magical device that would turn anyone who changes themselves into gammon into a chicken. Or a pig, for that matter. I, I don't understand why you would want anything like that. I mean, like, that's your raids... Well, what could cause you to want something like that? It's a complete mystery, unless you watch our raids and know our tradition on Last Pull. I try we all gammon. Every single time. Yeah, because you try so hard, we'll never forget. Let's see. Uh, oh, Frazzle says, I want to see them add in some cosmetics. Maybe titles like Mall Rat Killer. Or Hungry with Anima. Add in toys to find in those bases. Definitely cosmetic transmog pets. I mean... Mallrat Killer? I mean, I feel like... If you're going to do that, you should do stuff from actual, the actual movie Mallrats. Like, it's a, like, it's a schooner. You just have like a sailboat float, float by. That would be awesome. <laughs> Uh, let's see, uh, uh, let's see, Tyler, uh, Schlotman says, Weapon transmog skins with an assortment of tints that can be unlocked like artifact weapons, but just purely cosmetic. I that mean, like, it could be, I mean, I, I'm currently wearing one of those, uh, those transmog helms that they had way back in the day that basically it's the, it's the skull that comes down over your face. Like, that's just, that's just good stuff. Like, get us something cool like that. Uh, Shawnee of the Undead says unique spell effects. I mean, that, that could be interesting, but here's the problem with unique spell effects is that only you could see it and probably only you could see it if you have a computer that can turn your spell effects all the way up. Some, a lot, now, while there's a lot of people saying, like, well, my computer can handle it, there's a lot of people who can't handle that. Yep. And so... I don't think Blizzard would do that because they always try and make sure that whatever they do can be done and seen by the majority of people. So they, they cater to the lowest common denominator. Unless you're a druid. Well, I, but I still think unique spell effects would be awesome. Um, yeah. Like, so for example, I will say that one of the things that I miss from Death and Decay is like, as a Death Knight, is we used to be able to drop it and then you would see like little like arms like grasping up out of the ground that was awesome i would love to get that back i don't think it'll ever happen though 
I think it created too many animation issues. Probably, yeah. Alright. Well, Real Kneecap says mounts, fun cosmetics, outfits, silly toys slash items with cool effects, shoulder enchants similar to those in Legion. Manny says, I'm expecting transmog, but I would really I'd be really happy if they did some did tomes that altered spell effects. Think new demon forms for demon hunters or cleansing fire for priests, which changes your void form and shadow moves to look like holy fire. That's pretty cool. Uh, Joda says, cosmetics mostly, maybe some old transmog items. Gold would also be a welcome reward as long as the amount was actually worth doing. None of this 150 to 250 gold world quest nonsense. Roll says, I like the idea to spell reskins, like what glyphs do, change demon hunter wings or maybe different druid forms, add some more customizations and flavor. And Dafid says, uh, gear drops on par with heroic dungeons, at least with the first clear each day slash week, potentially equal to the rewards from LFR. Cosmetic items would also be great, either transmog appearances like the salvage yard or glyph effects through reskin spells. Regardless of the source, it would need. I would really need a glyph Sorry, regardless of the source, I really need a glyph which alters ghost form, ghost wolf on my Valpira Shaman to a fox. That's a really good idea, actually. That, that definitely seems like something you'd want to do for a uh, uh, Volpira Shaman. Uh, and then we have our next question for next week, which is, what are you hoping to see from Shadowlands reveal event on June 9th? Well, I know what Sarah's hoping for. Um... Would, it, would it be Guild flying things. Still airships. Alright. Uh, that I won't happen either. No. Unfortunately. It's it's really cool, but I know. <laughs> um I mean it's it's theoretically possible. Yeah. I wanna see Tortolans announced as the first Allied race for Shadowlands. <laughs> I wanna hear a release date. I mean, if you want to go with a realistic expectation, sure. <laughs> yeah, way to stay inside your yeah. box, Medros. <laughs> God. <laughs> S- sorry for being realistic? Anyway, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing everybody's answers, and, uh... Yeah. Maybe even the answers for next, for the week after, because we're not going to hear about this till June 9th. Well, by next week, next week we'll have all the answers, and then we can figure out what, who was right. Ah, that's true. We do that. Let's see. Alright, time for shoutouts. But first, Sarah, how can we find you? Uh, you could find me at... Okay, you ready for this? So, Seraphus, C-E-R-A-P-H-U-S on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch. And that's even Seraphus.com, which I haven't really updated in a long time. So, don't go there yet. But yeah, that's that's everything. Though, if you want to hit, hit up my... Uh, I have a I have a Discord uh, for Surface, and that's also where I have all the Sundering stuff as well. So the Sundering stuff is over at thesundering.net, and that's where you can find all the social media links and, and everything else. But we, I do this, the Sundering uh, usually on most Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, <coughs> and that's, that's, that's really it. usually stream <laughs> uh, raid nights on Wednesdays and Thursdays, and every other weekend, random... Warcraft shenanigans and disappointment in Invincible runs. I find it hilarious 
that on Seraphis.com, the most recent article posted was evolving player housing airships. And there's a reason why I have not written anything else, because that I need to be the very first thing people see when they get there. <laughs> okay. All right. How about you, Toasty? How, what's your shout out for the night? Um, I'm going to get real serious for a minute here. Uh, and to avoid just speaking from the hip, I'm going to read over the stuff I tweeted on Saturday because I feel like it sums up my thoughts on everything for the over the past week. Uh, so if you've read, if you, if you follow me on Twitter, you've probably seen this already, but I'm going to do it again. I've written and rewritten these words a few times now. Nothing I've come up with articulates it to my liking, but this is the best I can do. It's not perfect. Everything across, everything happening across the world today with Black Lives Matter, George Floyd, and Justice for Aegis has me at a loss for words. I'm not the most eloquent. Anyone who's listened to me knows that. I don't often use my platform for things like this, but I can't do that anymore. The actions of these officers was abhorrent, and I hope that justice is served. Racial prejudice is far too prevalent in the world today. Some people will look at today and say, thankfully, I'm in Canada, but we have our own problems with it here. Enough is enough. I got a small second-hand taste of the hate that some people get every day, and it made me sick. Some Filipinos in my city were verbally assaulted after the first COVID-19 case was found here, just because the first patient had recently visited the Philippines. I'll never forget the feeling of fear I had of going out and encountering that. I'm fortunate that I haven't. I don't know how I would have reacted to it. The fact that people experience that kind of hate every day is disgusting and heartbreaking. Don't get me wrong, I've sympathized with the other groups who encounter it. I strive to do good in my own ways. I'm not perfect, nor would I ever claim to be. I'll always try to do better, though. Put an end to it. Indigenous, Can Indigenous Canadians and people of color Americans need justice. Stand up against the inju injustice you see in the world. Speak up and make your voices heard do better to quote one of my favorite people don't forget to love each other that's it i mean it's been a hard couple of days and it sucks but these protests need to happen i think and all these voices need to be heard anyway someone else do something happier maybe i don't know Go ahead, sir. Give a shout out. Uh, I, I'm going to give a shout to, to you guys for having me on the show. Uh, shout out to, to Toasty there for, for what he just said. And, you know, I agree that um, there there needs to be justice for, for all. And, and it's not. And we need to make sure that that happens in our lifetime. And uh, shout out to, to Allie, who who really uh, didn't have to be here tonight uh, because it is her anniversary, but, but she showed up anyway and, and, and she was, she's just fantastic. So th thank you. Ali. Oh, you're so welcome. You're, you're so great. And, and I'll make sure the toasty dies all the time, just so I can make sure to heal you during raids. I'm like, well, thank you, Allie. I, I, I do find certain pleasure in seeing toasty uh, dead during raids. And, um, trying to figure out why he died and i i appreciate your support you're totally bagging the next trade just 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 be sure of that you're, you're totally dead in your next trade i mean it's inevitable honestly i'm surprised on nights when i don't die i was saying service she's she's totally letting him die oh. i mean that's fine, that's fine. what about we'll you see. there metros 
Uh, my shout is going to be to uh, Allie and Mr. Allie. Uh, it is their anniversary today, uh, which is why she's not here. So uh, congratulations on reaching another year, guys. And I uh, hope you guys are having a great night. Um, good, relaxing time. And, um, you know, Allie, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. If, if some certain bacon-loving people need to die in a raid, then that, that's what has to happen. Um, I support you in that decision. I will never let a surface die. He's my friend. Just like I will gladly stab Toasty in D&D because he deserves it. Sarah is my <laughs> shanking partner. I'd just like to point out that you also stumbled through the tunnels loudly. Because was, you hit me, you clumsy oaf. You walked into a wall. <laughs> oh. It was dark and I'm human. Hey, being human is not an excuse, man. All right, that's going to be about it. Um, as a, a final thing, I, I do want to kind of echo on what Toshi said. Like, if you are out there protesting, uh, do it smart, do it safe, do it responsibly, um, and follow your heart where you got it, where, where it leads you guys. So, and beyond just protesting, guys, like, and this goes for everyone. When it's your chance to vote, voting is how you make long-term systemic changes. Vote local, vote at the federal levels, and vote in people who will actually make changes. Don't And don't just say, well, my vote doesn't count, because it's that type of mentality of why a lot of where we are is where we are right now. So get out there when you have an opportunity to vote and go vote. And do your research about who you're voting for. Make sure you're voting for someone who is shares your values and will 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 start working for the change that needs to happen. That's all I got. That was my serious Sarah voice. Alright, well we're gonna wrap it up and go to our outro. If you'd like to reach us by voicemail, you can call us at one seven eight five ATA Well five or one seven eight five two eight two nine six nine five. You can send emails to show at allthingsazeroth.com. And if you like what we do here, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash allthingsaz. Join our new Battle.net group at bit.ly slash bnetata. Check out Ali's show at dungeonfables.com and Toasty's stream at twitch.tv slash toastypostycan. You can find the show over on Twitter at allthingsaz. Medros is at Medros. Fandeth is at Fandeth. Ali is at aliandrusk. I'm at Toasty Posty Ken, and you can find the network over at Dawnforge. And please check out the other shows from the Dawnforge network, including Group Quest and Shattered Soulstone. And we'll be back next week. In the meantime, take care. Happy hunting, and we'll see you on the other side. Hopefully some sanity. Happy anniversary to the alleys. This podcast is part of the Dawnforge network. Copyright 2020.